0: Well, hello. This is Mark Howard, and I'm so happy to be able to give you this short audio recording to the people who were in my breakout session on listening at the 3PGC conference. So good to be able to talk with you again through this recording. I just want to make a few points about listening and how it's helpful in you being able to teach the principles to your clients or to make a presentation about the principles. But my first point is really about teaching. I want you to really see, I don't care what it is that you know about the principles, whatever realization you've had or insight you've had about the principles, when you talk from that insight, you are as powerful as any three principles practitioner, no matter how long they've been practicing the principles. Because when you talk from that realization or insight you've had about the nature of the principles, you're speaking from that space, that spiritual essence. And that is what carries all the power. Not just the words you're sharing, but where you're sharing it from. So I know in my mentoring, a lot of three principles practitioners, uh, they compare themselves a lot to, to, you know, teachers that have been around a, a while and think that what they know is just a little. It doesn't work that way. When you speak from what you know, truly know, uh, you are as powerful as anyone teaching the principles. Now the other thing is when you share what you know, and uh, talk about it with your clients or in your presentation, you will start to see that you get more, you know more, more realizations and insights come. So I just wanted to share that with you. Because, you know, the listening piece for all of this is really what gives you the power to craft what you know into an answer that's impactful for the client in front of you. The power of listening is really because we are the principles. We are the principles. We are mind. And if we are mind, then we are the intelligence that's behind this universe. And that intelligence is available to you when you're in the role of teaching the principles. That's where the power of listening comes from. So when you are listening, and you have that connection to your client or your audience, you are in the connection that, that is there already because everyone is part of mine. so you are connected. And the intelligence that you are will guide you. Now, it may guide you to a teachable point about the principles, or it may just be simply uh, guiding you to ask a question. Or, to tell you to clear your head, or you know to to tell you that you need to hear more, it's all kinds of thoughts about the work of teaching the principles that get created from this intelligence to guide you in the work, so you have a lot going for you, and that's why the listening piece is such an important part because. What I call listening is really getting into that space where the intelligence can guide you. That's really what it's about. Now, when I talked in the breakout session, I talked about my way of getting there is to get quiet. What that really means is I try to get myself out of the picture. I try to quiet down my own personal thinking. And I look within into my consciousness, in a way, to a quietness. So I'm not really attending to an active thinking, what the person's saying to me, or the question. I'm trying to hear beyond it, something deeper within me. So, um, you know, like I told you, I, I shared with you that example of when I taught in front of 30 people about the principles in relationship. And it occurred to me, here's the intelligence speaking to me. It occurred to me that if I kept presenting it this way, I would go into a rap. It wouldn't fit this group. So I got quiet. And then as I mentioned to you, I got a thought that I've been quiet a while, let the group know what I'm up to. And I did, and they gave me permission to stay quiet. And then I got a thought that helped me delineate in a whole new way, uh, the principles relation in, in terms of the principles in relationships. That's another aspect of this. Once you get started in terms of crafting an answer, you may find a whole new answer that you hadn't even seen before. Now, Linda Bransky added to this in that she said that she doesn't always get herself quiet, that she's talking even though she hasn't an answer yet. She called it blah, 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 you know. Well, that helped me in talking with you now because there are times that I am talking that it isn't really the answer yet. So I am talking to a client, or I am talking to a group, but in me, I'm still quiet. I'm still looking. I still have my eye pointed toward waiting for an answer. So again, I'll give you an example from that presentation I made at the innate Health Conference in Tikkun. And again, I was asked, well, what about trauma being... Um, in our cellular memories, in the memories of, in the body, in the cells of the body, don't we keep trauma there? And uh, and uh, like I said, I didn't really have an answer for that. And as I listened, it occurred to me to talk about how the principals talk about trauma. So I started to do that. See, I started to talk to the group. It wasn't the answer yet. But I started to talk, and I started to talk about how um you know thought creates your experience of trauma that uh that happened in the past, but it's no longer alive, it's brought to our experience in the moment through thought, so I made all those points, and um it it really helped, but as I was sharing that, I was still quiet inside too. Looking for how am I going to answer this? And humor came. I remember that I had a humorous story, and and I when I went back to the well, to the question to the person who asked the question, I went back because it occurred to me check it out. I haven't done an, an answer yet, but check with the person and see if that can help. So I checked in. That helped some, and I kept teaching. I still didn't have the answer. And then I went back a third time. This is all being guided from the intelligence. And also telling you that you could be talking to your clients, you could be having a dialogue and still be in quiet listening. So, um, but then they said something that gave me, uh, helped me with the answer. They said, oh, they said something like, you know, well, what I'm trying to do is um, synthesize the principles. And then I knew, I knew the answer. See, you can't synthesize the, the spiritual. The principles are formless. So this all came to me and that was the answer. Of course, I said more. And when the uh, videos come out from Tacoon, you could take a look at that. I was just giving you that example to help you also see what Linda was talking about, that I still meant, I was still remain quiet inside and listening for the answer. And I may be talking, I may be teaching some points, or I may just be having a dialogue that I can, you can still be talking, but you, you stay quiet, ready to hear the answer. Now we also talked about how human we are when we're teaching the principles. And that there are a lot of personal thoughts that get created through a time that you're with a client or making a presentation. And again, I love Linda's advice about it not being anything wrong, but we're just in the human condition and in the human condition, we're creating thinking every moment. So we're not always quiet and we're not always in a listening mode to something deeper. So I get all kinds of thoughts that could move me away from the task at hand. So I could get an insecure thought like, oh, man, I'm not going to get this answer. Or, um, man, I'm not saying it like so-and-so. Or I might get, uh like for me, like I mentioned in the breakout session, I may start to categorize the client. You know, I've been trained to do a lot of diagnosing, which I don't do anymore, but that comes to mind every once in a while, and I put my client in a category. Well, I just might get this distracting thinking that, for example, man, it's getting late and I still have to shop at the supermarket on my way home for dinner. I wish this person would hurry up, or other things like that come to mind, or I start thinking about, oh, man, I want to get home and watch my favorite TV show. Now, what I've learned over the course of the years in terms of protecting my listening is that it occurs to me, it isn't something that's a strategy. It occurs to me, I'm in personal thought. And then it occurs to me, clear that out and get quiet again. Now that occurring to me again is coming from that intelligence. This is not a strategy. And you know it too. When you're in your thinking, you're in your personal thinking, you don't realize it at first. So beginning to notice that and see it has come to me sooner and sooner and sooner. So I know when I'm not in my, you know, best listening mode, I clear it out and I get myself back. Sometimes it means that I have to reconnect with the client because I was so in my personal thinking, I hadn't heard them. So my, one way of doing that is I'll say, hey, I'm sorry. I missed that. Uh Sorry about that. Uh I'm really interested. Tell me more and I get back to my listening. But the main thing here is that we're in the human condition and we're going to, create thinking about ourselves during a session or during a presentation. And you want to see it's no big deal, and you just clear it out when you can, and you get back to that quiet listening. Because it's all in this listening that supports the teaching you'll do. And if you're not guided by the listening... You'll be guided by your own assumptions. You get it? You'll be guided by your personal assumptions of what's needed. And that may be, that might really be helpful. But it's not at this depth, you see. It'll just be coming from your own intellect or from your own ideas. And you don't want your teaching points to come from your own ideas. You have good ideas, but the the ideas got created through this wisdom, this intelligence, and you want it to be created again from there because this is your delivery system. This listening is really your delivery system. And so you, you want to see that as you get that right, something will occur to you that will be impactful for what that client of yours needs. And you keep talking about it. You keep asking questions until you see something. So that's another piece of listening that really helps is to get curious and wonder about the way that your client is is presenting their world to you. And um, what's really important here is that if you ask a question about that, make sure you get an answer. I've seen so many practitioners think they get an answer with that first reply that a client makes and then teach to that. But most likely, it's not the answer to the question. It's more that that it sounds familiar to us and so we make an assumption about it and teach to it. So someone telling you even that they're depressed. And you say, well, tell me, how is it that you're depressed? And they say something like, uh, well, I just lost my job, and so I'm really down on it. And so you say, oh, okay. Well, I'll teach there about how thought about that is what's really bringing somebody down. That's an assumption because, she didn't get an answer yet. I would wonder how does losing a job make you feel depressed? What's the factor? I'm still wondering about how this person is seeing themselves as depressed. So if you're curious and you ask a question, stay with it. Make sure you really hear how how your client's putting it together to convey to you that they feel a certain way or that they see like a certain way. And you take your time with it because you're uncovering something they may not have thought about. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes it'll surprise you and you go on this you go on this journey of being curious with them and they come up with their own answer. So I was doing a group presentation of the principles and we got into talking about state of mind and this one lady asked me well you know I have a 16 year old daughter and her room is a mess and every time I go in there to clean it up we always have an argument. How can what you're saying help me? Now I didn't know the answer so I said well tell me a little more. We're in a group and I say, well, tell me a little more. And what I'm doing is just trying to hear this deeper. So she tells me about it again. And um she's saying, well, how does this state of mind work with my situations? So I'm saying, well, I'm still not getting an answer. So your 60-year-old daughter, uh she uh is making a mess, huh? Yeah. And then you get to have some thought about that. And it leads to an argument. Is that what's going on? So she keeps... uh, So she responds like, yeah, I guess that's what's going on. and, But I really need some help with this. So, uh, again, it, I don't know how to present a point to her yet. So I'm just quiet, and she's quiet, and just quiet. She's quiet. About... 30 seconds. She says, I got it. And then I said, you did? So tell me about it. She said, you know what? I got what you were saying. If I go in there, when I think about her messy room, I get into a a bother, and that puts me in a troubled state, and I'm not at my best. And when I go at her, it it gets her in a troubled state, and she's not at her best. So I've got to find a better way to go about talking to her about her room. I said, that's it. That's the answer. She And it was. It was the answer for her. And everybody in the group could resonate with that. And then somebody in the group said, well, it's a good thing um, – that uh, we're not, we, you know, you should be paying her for this, you know, not us paying you for this. So we had a nice joke about that and we had a beautiful feeling. That happens from time to time as you go about your listening and you're just curious with someone. Usually you see it, but sometimes they see it before you and it's a beautiful thing to see that happen. I'm just giving you an example that, as you're listening and you get curious and you're wondering and you're asking questions and you really listen to hear them answer your question, it's a mystical place. It's, it's a place where the connection to intelligence brings something up that will answer you. So I hope that was helpful to you. This whole process of teaching and listening is really a delicate balance. A delicate dance. And the listening always protects you. See, you could always teach, think you got it, and you teach and it doesn't go anywhere. Well, no big deal. So all that means is you got to go back and listen more. So let's say you teach before you really feel ready or you teach somewhere that's beyond where the client is, well, no big deal. You just say, sorry about that. I I didn't have a client, right? Let's keep talking about it. Tell me more. And you just go back to listen. Let's say you do come up with something that answers the question. Okay, that's a teachable moment. You teach it. You share it. Whatever way you call it. And then you go back to listening. So you teach it, then, you, then you're listening. Did that make sense to you? Well, yes, it did. Well, okay. Now tell me, what made sense to you? You see, I don't want to make assumptions about what made sense to them. They said it made sense. I could easily make a, an assumption about how it made sense to them, but I want to know because I want to see how much of it they got. See, that's the lesson. So they'll say something, this is what I got. Now, when you hear that, you know what to teach to. Maybe they got it all. Maybe they heard something completely at odds with what you said. There'll be times when I'm saying it and somebody heard, when I really investigated, well, what did you hear? They said, well, I just have to practice um, not thinking that way. See? They thought it was a strategy. So I heard that and said, okay, not, it's not quite what I'm saying. Uh, can I say it again with you? Yes. Now I teach and I listen. See, it's a delicate balance. And they serve both, both processes, serve each other. They serve you in different ways. But the listening is the foundation for you. That's where you can't go wrong. Because if you respect that there's an intelligence that will guide you to an answer and you wait till it's right, you can't go wrong. And if you teach before you're ready for that, no big deal. You just come back and listen some more. No way you can go wrong here. Because all of us, I don't care how long we've been teaching teach off, sometimes off, uh, uh, before we really have it. But that's what this process, it's no big deal at all because, you know, you just say, oh, sorry about that, and you come back and you listen, tell me more, let's talk together. We haven't got it yet, but we'll get it. So all that is is serving the listening. And then you give it another shot, and then you listen. Now, you want to really err on the side of listening rather than teaching. So in a process, you always want to give more time, if you can, to the listening. Because that's where the power lies, right in that listening piece. That's what will support you. Well, I hope this tape was helpful um, and uh, that uh, uh, it added uh, more to what was presented in the breakout session. Uh, I thought the feeling in that room was magical. And all of your openness and acceptance of us and accepting of one another, we all got down to that connection you could just hear it in the room. People were really at that feeling level of, of mind, of the principles. You didn't hear anyone in a challenging mode. And that's when you know you're really there. You just let it flow through you. Just let it come to you and share with people. It's human to human, heart to heart. And uh, don't make anything of you getting thrown off by your own personal thinking. Just notice it happen and bring yourself back. And your clients or your audience will give you so much permission to be human. And there's many times i told them, my clients or an audience, you know what, I just didn't say that right. You know what? If I keep talking to, to, to you this way, it won't really be the truth. And I really want to talk to you from the truth. Is that okay if we go back? Everybody has given me permission to do that because that's really what it is. Is you talking from the truth, or you talk the truth of the moment of being connected to another human being or a group of human beings? You're talking from truth or you're talking from your good ideas. See? And when people know, you know the difference. And you respect them enough to tell them that you want to wait till you get to the truth of the matter. They'll give you so much permission and respect that will even help you listen to the truth, get the truth. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I again, I hope this was helpful to you. And um, I hope we get a chance to talk again soon. So thank you so much for being a part of this recording and being part of the breakout session. L- lots of love to all of you. And take care.